Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about ditching diet culture and helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight by helping them keep it simple. I'll be sharing tips, nutrition information, and actionable strategies. Plus, I'll be your coach to keep you motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. All right, let's get started. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. This episode, I'm focusing on how you can end mindless eating by becoming more mindful. I'll define what both mindful and mindless eating are, then I'll take you through strategies to be less mindless and strategies on how to be more mindful. Make sure you listen until the end because I'll be sharing my tip of the episode. This week, you are going to redesign your kitchen, so don't miss it. All right, let's get started. Have you ever found yourself munching on a bag of chips in front of the TV and then the next thing you know, you've eaten the entire bag? Whoopsie. Did you even realize what you were doing? Is your mind full or are you being mindful? Eliminating mindless eating, like I just described, can be super helpful in ending overeating and it can really help you achieve your health, and weight loss goals. Let's start off by defining what mindless eating is. Mindless eating can occur simply at any time that the brain is distracted and the person is not aware of what or how much they are eating. There are five main factors that contribute to mindless eating. One, disinhibition, eating when you're not hungry or boredom. Two is distracted. You can get sidetracked, you're watching TV, having a conversation, your kids are there, you're in front of the computer, you're driving. Three is lack of awareness. This would be not measuring portions or eating directly from packaging. The fourth main factor is emotional eating. This is like stress eating, eating when you're sad, eating when you're bored, eating for comfort. And the last factor, number five, external reasons. Those ads and commercials, Although you might think that they don't work on you, they do. You might be wondering, what is mindful eating then? I'm sure you've heard of being mindful because it's become much more popular in the recent years. There's lots of apps to help you be more mindful, to meditate, to be present in the moment. And that's essentially what it is. Being mindful means to increase one's awareness of his or her own physical, cognitive, and emotional state as well as the environment and events they are experiencing in the present moment. You pay attention to the occurring in present moment without any judgment. So when we're talking about eating, this is being more aware of your physical surroundings, what's going on with you and your emotions when you are making food choices. So let's go through some strategies to help you be less mindless. The first strategy is making a conscious decision to eat. This is really just taking a couple of seconds to say to yourself, am I hungry? Is it stomach hunger, emotional hunger, or brain hunger? If it's stomach hunger, is your stomach grumbling? Do you feel tired, out of energy? 
Is it emotional hunger? Did you have a stressful day at work? Did you just have a fight with your partner? Or is it brain hunger? You look down at the clock, you see that it's 12 o'clock, your brain says 12 o'clock equals lunchtime, and you head downstairs and have something to eat. So it's just important to take a couple of seconds to have a little discussion with yourself. Am I hungry? What type of hunger do I think it is? And then making a decision about whether you eat or not. The second strategy is to remove distractions. This is something like getting rid of the TV, phones, don't eat at your desk at work, don't eat in front of the computer, and you know, get rid of those kids at the dinner table too. They're pretty distracting. Let's do this within reason. So obviously we're never gonna have, you know, a nice, peaceful, quiet meal all the time. So the big ones I usually say are turn that TV off, make a rule no phones at the table, and try to make a boundary with yourself for work that you're not eating at your desk. This brings me into my next strategy, the location of your meals. It's pretty important that you sit down while you're eating your meals. Don't stand in the kitchen, don't stand and talk at a party. Try and sit down and enjoy your plate as often as you can. The next strategy is slowing down. I often actually get made fun of for being a slow eater. It used to drive my brother absolutely crazy when we were kids because my parents wouldn't let him leave till everyone was done their meal. It can take 20 minutes for your brain to tell you that you are full, so slow down to help your brain catch up to you. A couple of things that you can do to help you learn how to slow down are putting your fork down in between bites and making sure you're taking sips of water while you're eating. The next strategy is smaller plates. Yes, I'm being serious. The average person eats 94% of the food on their plate regardless of its size. And these people report being equally full from smaller and larger plates. It's very, very hard to leave food on your plate. Choosing a smaller plate helps you to have a nice full plate. You can eat all of the food on your plate, but you've by default reduced the portion size that you've consumed. So you can either buy smaller plates or you can eat off lunch size plates for the majority of your meals. I uh, have china from my grandmother that she bought in the Ukraine and we took it out one year for Christmas and I got out the plates and there's like a full set of everything. So I got out the plates and my mom was like, I think that you got the lunch plates, not the dinner plates. And I was like, oh, okay. I went back downstairs and checked and I came back up and I said, no, no, no. These are the dinner plates. We were just both shocked at how small they were because older plates are perceptibly smaller than the modern day plates that we are eating off today. The last strategy to help end mindless eating is to increase the inconvenience of certain foods. Love chocolate? Put it in the basement or your freezer or high up on a shelf that you can't reach without getting a stool or climbing on the counter. I know it sounds silly, but it really does work. Let's move on now to strategies about being more mindful. One of my favorite people who write about being mindful is Susan Albers. She's a psychologist and she's written many, many books on mindful eating. And she has three beginning steps to help you start being more mindful when you're eating. I'm going to include a link in the show notes for information on Susan Albers, and you can go and check out her books, and you can grab those show notes at lauravermander.com slash podcast episode nine. 
Back to Susan Albers. So she has three beginning steps to mindful eating, and each step is very important. And when you combine all the steps together, you can be the best mindful eater that you can be. And of course, this is a process. It takes work. It takes practice. You're not going to go out tomorrow, nail all of these steps, and give yourself a check mark for being an A-plus mindful eater. It takes time. It takes practice. Just like anything else, you have lots of mindless habits, so you need to create more mindful ones. Her first step is tuning into the physical characteristics of food. This includes taking mindful bites, thinking about what it smells like, what's the texture like, and how does the food taste? Is this something that you really want to eat? Is my mind present so that I can fully experience the flavor of this food? The second step is tuning into repetitive habits and your process of eating. How do you eat? Are you a slow eater? Are you a fast eater? Do you eat at the same time every day? Are you multitasking while you're eating? Are you always choosing the same foods? Is there something that you do over and over again that lends itself to mindless eating? For example, I'll give you a personal one. So I, when I was picking G up from preschool, I was often bringing her a snack so that she could eat a snack on the drive home. And then I would eat a snack too because I was just packing her one. So I brought extra and I would give F a bit of a snack. I was eating a snack along with them, even though like I didn't really need to eat a snack at that time with her. And I was driving, so double whammy of not being mindful. The other one that I that I do, and I hear from parents a lot, is eating food off of their children's plates when the children are finished eating, you're cleaning up the kitchen, and you just kind of like, you know, pop that last piece of toast in your mouth that your kid didn't eat from breakfast. You're not hungry because you just finished eating, and it's a very, very mindless habit. That is something like a habit that you're doing over and over again, and you're probably maybe not even thinking about it. Okay, her last step is tuning in to mindless eating triggers. So these are cues that prompt you to start and stop eating. Is a kitchen a hot spot for snacking? Does a hard day at work lead to you coming home and binging on junk food? Are you being judgmental of yourself that triggers mindless eating? And what are your triggers? So what are you feeling right before you mindlessly eat something? So that's why I said it takes a lot of practice to tune in to yourself and to go through these questions, ask these questions, take a couple of minutes when you're making food choices, thinking through these these different strategies. Please go to her site that I've linked in my show notes, lauravermander.com slash podcast episode nine, so that you can check out her books and see all her information that she has on being mindful. I would also say that working with a coach or a dietitian can help you identify these things, your triggers, different moments in your day, and help you put strategies into place to manage them. This brings me into my tip this week. We are going to redesign your kitchen. Are you ready? The first thing you are going to do is clear off your counter of any food that might be there besides a bowl of fruit. People who leave out cereal, candy, or anything in plain sight are more likely to overeat and weigh more. So just as another friendly personal example for you guys, uh, my in-laws came to visit and my mother-in-law makes delicious butter tarts that my husband and now G really, really enjoy. 
she made her her own set of mini butter tarts and they were in a clear container on the counter after they left for their visit and G kept asking for a butter tart I would give her one at dinner or whenever I said was an appropriate time to have the butter tart because I decide what she eats and she decides whether she's going to eat it or not once I put the container into the kitchen cupboard she literally stopped asking for butter tarts because the visual cue for the butter tarts wasn't there for her anymore and she forgot about them. This just goes to show that out of sight, out of mind. Step one, clear off everything off your counter. The next step that you're gonna do is to make your smaller plates easily accessible for you in your cupboard. Bring them to the front, put them in a nice easy location for you to grab them. Now you are going to take any foods that you have in glass jars, so things like nuts, cereal, candy, and you're gonna move them into opaque containers so that when you open cupboards, you're not instantly seeing these foods right in your line of sight. This can kind of also go along with like putting them up onto a high shelf where you can't see them on a day-to-day basis. Finally, I'm going to get you to rearrange your fridge. Feel free to go and like wipe it down too while you're at it. (laughs) First, you're gonna take those fruits and vegetables out of the drawers and you're gonna put them up at eye level. Now you're gonna swap in anything that might be an indulgence for you and put that in the produce drawer. I'm air quoting that produce drawer because we're taking the produce out of the drawers so that you can see it and we're putting anything that we think might be an indulgence or trigger food for you. We're gonna put it away in those drawers. I would also suggest that you cover any leftovers in aluminum foil or again, put things in opaque containers with a little label on the top so you don't see it right when you're opening the fridge. Then you're going to move items to the front or to your eye level like eggs and yogurt and small individual portions of cheese would be you know, quick examples I would give as things that you should move forward. All right, that's it. So I'll just run through those steps again. First thing is clear off your kitchen counter of any food that might be there besides a fruit bowl. Next step is put those small plates in an easy access spot. Then take any foods that are in glass clear jars and move them into opaque containers. Finally, rearrange your fridge, fruits and vegetables out of the drawers, indulgent foods into the drawers and cover leftovers in opaque containers or aluminum foil and move items that are healthy options for you to the front. I hope you're jazzed and ready to go up and rearrange your kitchen so that you can be less mindless and more mindful. This week, I talked about ending mindless eating by being more mindful. I defined both of these types of eating and discussed strategies for ditching mindless eating and getting better at mindful eating. My tip this episode was all about redesigning your kitchen to help you be more mindful about your food choices. Share with me what changed in your kitchen. You can message me on Instagram at laurav.weightlosscoach. Thanks for listening. You can find a summary of the show and all the links I mentioned in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more community, make sure you join my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Finally, if you like this episode, make sure you follow the show and I'd love if you take a minute to leave a review or share with a friend. All right, excited to chat again next week. Bye for now.